Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is a CC Radio podcast. It was just the most massive thing I've ever seen. I, to tell you the honest truth, I thought, well, we're the only ones left on this planet. Something's happened. We've missed something here. The fear that went in me when I seen it was just, um, like, the feeling. I'd say it was fear, but I've never felt that feeling before in my entire life. It's a weird feeling. Like, you can't explain it when you don't know. You feel like you're being followed, but you don't know what it is. We had two to our right, another one in front of us, another one to the left, and another one just across the road, shaking the daylight down the tree. All we get is a big red eye. I remember waking up and looking at the end of the bed, and there was a figure there, almost insect-like, and then I blacked out. Welcome to the show, everyone. You are listening to Believe, Paranormal and UFO Radio. My name is Cade Moyer, and thanks for tuning in. If you've had an encounter, get in touch with me. My email address is believe at ccradio.com.au, or you can message me on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash believe UFO radio. If you enjoy this episode, there are a few things you can do to help the show. Firstly, you can go to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating and review, or you can share the show around social media with your friends and family, and that would help us grow. Tonight, I'm joined by Dean, and Dean had a UFO encounter that essentially changed his life and led him down a path of CE5, which is really exciting to me because I've never spoken to anyone about this. Dean, welcome to the show. Thanks, Cade. Thanks for having me on, mate. It's a pleasure. Mate, the pleasure is all mine because I've been hearing a lot about this this CE5 type of movement is the way I would, I would really say it because... It, it seems to be really taken UFO enthusiasts by storm. And ironically, I've never actually spoken to anyone who who is a CE5 contactee or, or anything like that. So I'm, I'm pretty excited to, to kind of pick your brain about this stuff. But before we get into that though, Dean, I'd love to hear about this UFO story that kind of led you down this path. Yeah, let me start with that, mate. It was um, January 2019. And the UFO experience itself, you know, once I get into it, you'll realize that, you know, it wasn't a major event in itself. But as with a lot of these things, it can be a simple experience that we have in the spur of the moment, but can be so different to anything else we've experienced in life. It can be life-changing, mind-blowing, which it has been in this instance. So January 2019, coming out, taking the bin out one Tuesday night, 7.30, 8 o'clock at night, pop the bin on the the gutter, look up in a clear sky, and there is what looks like a star in the sky, blending in with every other star, but particularly bright. And as I looked up, I did pause because I thought, that is a really bright star. As I thought that, this little star-like dot in the sky 
took off at a crazy speed across the sky, zigzagging, and literally, no joke, within 15 seconds, was gone. Completely gone. Zigzag pattern, crossed the horizon, and gone. And that essentially was that initial experience. It was that quick. And yet, of course, spun me out a bit. I went back inside to the family, told them what I saw. They didn't even look up from their books or their television. They weren't even that fast. They're like, yep, sure, Dad, whatever. And uh, we sort of went back to our relative lives. But after that, I just got a real interest for this sort of thing, which I had before to a degree, but actually seeing something in the sky that was so anomalous, so unusual, so fleeting as well, so quick. I wanted to know more, and that's what led me in eventually to the CU5 experience. And that's really the the beauty of the UFO world is that it, it really doesn't discriminate on the experience because there's some people who have absolutely fascinating and and excuse the pun but out of this world type of experiences when when it comes to UFOs but i i would guarantee there is hundreds thousands of people who have encounters just like yourself where they're taking the bin out and they see a UFO one of my UFO encounters just recently was i was hanging clothes up on my clothesline at nighttime and i saw pretty much the same type of I guess experience happened to me where there was this bright light and it just kind of zigzagged across the sky and it was gone in a matter of seconds. It was nothing amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It it just kind of, just kind of happens. And I guess what, what led you down that path of, of going down the, the C5 route? Because I guess in genuine January of 2019, this is really when that was starting to, to really ramp up really. Yeah, I, I'd never heard anything about it. I may have seen Stephen Greer, you know, Dr. Stephen Greer, who came up with the concept of close encounter of the fifth kind. Um, a lot of people who are listening to the podcast will know that those various uh, extraterrestrial experiences are classed in the different close encounter phases or stages, C5 being the last one where you are consciously through getting into a state of trance or, or, or meditation or deep relaxation, consciously asking in an energetic spiritual sense to have an experience with a potential extraterrestrial or a being of, you know, energy or light. And uh, I hadn't really heard a great deal about it at all, if at all. But I just had this compulsion after the experience there was just a compulsion to know more about what i'd seen so like anyone got on the computer got on the internet did some searching just with what i'd seen and what i was interested with i know each person who has their own individual encounter or experience will follow their own rabbit hole i suppose and coming up on um youtube was the actual c5 experience the meditation that Stephen Greer put together to allow a person to consciously reach out and potentially get in touch with with these beings. And that, just that concept fascinated me, blew my mind. I thought, wow, this is really proactive. I'm going to give it a go. 
Yeah. yeah, it's it's really interesting because, I mean, a lot of people will kind of know the the first three kinds of experiences for for close encounters. You know, that's the it's the visual sighting, it's the the physical effect, and uh, the the third kind is, of course, there's a there's something physically there with you. Be that, pe- um, well, let's say people slash aliens, UFOs, things like that. What's really interesting is that this fifth kind is it, it is kind of new, and I do I think it's it's a really interesting, I guess, way of of contacting these these types of beings because, like you said, it's it's kind of I wouldn't say like a like a trance state, but you you almost have to go into another kind of kind of mindset to to do this type of thing. Is that is that safe to assume? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'd, I'd had a little bit of experience in the past. Um, with trance work, a little bit, not so much meditation, but plenty of creative visualization stuff over the years, as a lot of people have, whether they do yoga or do a bit of um, meditation classes, that sort of thing. But it was really simple, gentle, creative visualization. And that's the way he structured this whole experience as well. And so essentially, your brainwaves are changing. You know, you're moving into that relaxed alpha and then you get on the threshold of what's called theta. And when you're in that state, that's when mystical experience can happen in inverted commas. So that mystical experience can be anything from reaching out to an extraterrestrial and saying, look, can you show me the craft you're in? Can I get a visitation? Whatever form that may take for the individual to potentially tapping into other realms of consciousness, spirit world, psychic abilities. But a lot of that is on that alpha, theta, threshold, brainwave pattern. So that's what's going on there. Have these encounters of the fifth kind, have they ever led to you meeting something in person or or having a direct conversation or interacting directly with something? Yeah, so... I'll take you through what happened with probably my third C5 experience. Now, this, it, like I said, it's different for every individual, whether it be a cryptid sighting or a paranormal experience or some sort of um, divination or dreamscape that a person has. It's different for every individual. It's quite unique, and there's a reason for that. So what I explain and how it worked for me, the C5, won't work the same way for everyone. But I, it came up on YouTube. I thought, yeah, I'm going to give this a go. First night, it was just a really super relaxing, lovely, um, creative visualization experience. Just really super relaxed, came out feeling great, loved the way it was structured and the words he was using. And I thought, I'm going to keep trying that. Strangely enough, with very little... Um, you know, my end goal wasn't to actually get in contact with any sort of extraterrestrial. I, I just liked his voice and the way he was shaping it, and it was really relaxing. So anyway, the third night, um, I thought I'll put it on just before bed. I was in bed on my own and put it on, and probably about five to ten minutes in, something shifted. It was a very different experience, and this will be tricky to explain. Some of the listeners will get this if they've had a similar sort of, I suppose, liminal experience where you go into this trance state, this deeply relaxed state, 
but something shifts in your consciousness and what's going on in the room. It's almost as if, oh, how can I put it? The My consciousness shifted, the room itself seemed to shift, and I felt that there were a couple of beings coming into the room. It wasn't a physical thing, but it wasn't just an imaginary thing either. There was another level of sensation going on. It was as real as it could be without physical beings there, if you know what I mean. So I get this sense of what you would classically term a grey alien coming into the room. And behind this um, this being, there was a man in his probably 60s, grey hair, just lovely white flowing clothes coming in after him. I had this sensation of the most profound joy, bliss, love, contentment that I've ever had in my life. It just, just flowed right through me from nowhere. In they come. Now, this has been played out in my mind's eye, but at the same time, a different level, like the most vivid dream, lucid dream you've ever had in your life. If ever anyone's ever had that, it, you know, you just feel like you're there. Oh, well, they're there, rather. So, anyway, they come into the room. Um, the the grey stands one side of me. He's, he's a nice ET. I'm not getting any vibes of, of any sort of abduction or any negativity coming off this being and, and certainly not the other one. And I'm laying on the bed and all of a sudden they hold their hands out and there is this bright orangey-yellow light in their hands and they lay it into my chest. And I'll tell you, mate, the experience was just not just mind-blowing but consciousness-blowing. It felt amazing and this light is within my chest no words were spoken just these feelings of joy and bliss and contentment and they slowly just wander from the room and a shift takes place and sure i'm still super relaxed and feeling great but it's like the amplification was just turned down to normal and i came out of the trance experience still felt this light within my body but once again the amplitude turned down and just sort of shaking my head like what the f what just went on there and that was so strange so unusual not like anything i'd ever experienced before a real a reality to it and yet not a physical reality if you know what i mean it, it really um, sounds almost like an astral realm experience yeah, yeah, yeah. I've read a bit about that. And yeah, it's definitely on another uh, plane of existence, of expression, for sure. Something was going on. I dropped into that. They were able to be perceived on that astral plane. And we met. They popped something in my chest. And from that point onwards, my life has changed dramatically, hugely. In fact, so from yeah. that very that very moment where it all, and this 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 might sound incredibly cheesy, but it almost sounded like being enlightened. You, it's not. I'd never thought of that, but it it's, it did feel like that. And later on, you know, and we'll get into this, but I have had a chat to them, and I'll I'll talk to you about how that has happened. 
But they also said to me, listen, the fact that we popped it into your chest, it wasn't the case. We were actually just opening up something that was already within you. You know, they were just the catalyst for a light within us all that we all have the ability at some point to to open up. So, yeah, you're quite right. That, that enlightening was most certainly the case. Um, the next day I, I woke up feeling amazing, still obviously had a life to live and a job to go to and, and responsibility, so went on with that, but still just had this sense of what went on last night. It was incredible, and I'm not entirely sure how to process it or assimilate it. So um, I did also see that what was placed in my chest, not just a light, but it had a definite shape to it, a shape that I kind of recognized, but I, I didn't know where from. Um, so I started to do a little bit of research on the internet because the shape itself was uh, like a trapezoid, uh, like a triangle-type shape, and then another inverted triangle-type shape. Uh, kind of like an hourglass type of thing? More like, they're actually called, I looked it up, a Merkaba. A Merkaba is, is the shape itself. So think of a, a three-sided pyramid with another three-sided pyramid slotted inside it but inverted. Right, yeah. okay. Yeah, like a three, if you had a three-dimensional, say, Star of David or something, you know, that sort of a shape, yeah. So, and I mean, there's a whole, there's a whole, in inverted commas, mythology and understanding around the Merkabah as well that, that could certainly take up a, a chat together. So, anyway, that, that was really interesting that it had that shape to it. I possibly had seen it before in my lifetime but couldn't remember it. And it's got connotations with spirituality and opening things up within a person and all that sort of stuff. So um, that was amazing. And then uh, the next day I'm thinking, okay, well, what do I do this experience? You know, it was pretty amazing. I'd like to do it again, but but what do I do? So I kept doing the C5 really just as a as a um, creative visualization. Wasn't really reaching out again. Didn't have an experience like that. But about a week later, I did get quite clearly, um, I suppose I could call it a voice in my head, not actually speaking, but really quite clear, saying that I should look into an experience called channeling. And I'd heard about it a little bit in my travels uh, over the years, um, but didn't know a great deal about it. So I started to do a bit of research into channeling and what it was, what it had been over the centuries and what people were doing with it now. Um, and to tell you the truth, when I first read about it, I thought, this is pretty kooky shit, actually. This is a bit weird. But it was the voice that came through was as clear as the experience I'd had a week before. I thought, I'm going to look into it, um, which I did. And uh, sort of, Having a bit of experience in the past with my own, you know, trance work and a bit of yoga stuff and, and guided visualizations, I also knew how to take myself into that space safely and with a level of protection. So I thought, I'm going to try this. I'm going to give this a go. It was a compulsion. It was really, really strong. And uh, one night, a week or so afterwards, I had a bit of time to myself and, and went into you know, a quiet 
place, sat down, did the necessary preparation and protection, went into my sort of trance state and just called on a being of light, if you will, because I didn't really know what else to call on. I kept it pretty generic, you know, to blend, I suppose, with my energetic field and see, one, if that was even possible, and two, just to test out what had come to me in in that trance state. And sure enough, I went quite deeply into that trance. And before I knew it, I felt this very, very different sensation. It, It wasn't imagined. It's hard to describe, but also a physical sensation of that bliss or joy or deep contentment come over me. And essentially, I could feel that there was another individuated consciousness sharing my energetic field. You mean another person doing a CE5 experience? No, no, I mean a, a being of light that existed on another plane or dimension of reality. Yeah, so we're talking about you know, other beings of, of light in a greater reality. So what I've discovered over time, and I'm moving forward a bit and we can obviously go back, but just to explain, if I can, that the being, you know, there is a greater reality all around us. And within this greater reality, there are individuals, beings of light and energy that exist and they are on a wavelength or, or that spectrum of frequency, and we can't necessarily perceive them with our five standard day-to-day senses, but with a bit of refinement and the right intention, we can communicate with them. And I know, I know, mate, it sounds kooky and it sounds strange. Some people listening will straight away go, for sure, I'm into that, understand that stuff. There will be some people who go, that's just a bit weird which i thought in the beginning as well but over the last couple of years i've just had too many experiences to to discount it now yeah before we we started this we were chatting and you you genuinely said to me you said look i was just a normal bloke before this this all really happened and you've gone down this path my my question to you then is how do things just seem normal to you now because Obviously, your your perspective of life would have changed. Your perspective of where you are in the universe would have changed. Does it does it make you more fearful? Does it make you feel more more safe? What's what happens with with all of that when you realise that you know there is so much more to to life, and you're and you're able to tap into that. And now a quick word from our sponsor. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm, HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Also, are you wanting more content? Why not become a Believe Plus member? You'll get access to exclusive podcasts and episodes that aren't available to the public. Not only that, you'll also get our regular feed without any ads. 
Head to believepod.com forward slash plus to sign up today for just $5 a month. Yeah, so well, you're quite right, you know, before it, and even now though, that's the point. I am just an everyman, and I was then. I've got a nine to five job, you know, as a guide in the forest, um, still paying bills, looking after family, doing day to day stuff, which I still do, with sure a little bit of an idea that, um, uh, you know, the paraphysical and psychic abilities and that sort of stuff went on and I had an interest in that, but no more than any other person, no less. I still mostly just did my day-to-day stuff. And then through time, the past two years, I've been having these experiences. And what I've realized is that everybody, truly, Kate, everybody is capable of this. They really, really are. If I can do this, if I can tap into this and through just, I suppose, experiential breadcrumbs, meaning with each little experience I have, something will come to me and I'll go, oh, if I want to open up to this, I might try that. And if I want to experience this part of it, I might try this. And that way I've created just a little map to open myself up to this greater reality. And I tell you, life does indeed change um there are new challenges i have for myself because i don't i don't share this with everyone uh, more people are going to know about it now but probably not a lot of people that i know um at work very very few people maybe one or two i might chat to them a little bit about it you know a few family and friends once again just chat a little bit about it because i also understand that for a lot of people what I'm experiencing is a little bit too unusual and if and when they're ready because they know I'm doing it a little bit, they'll come to me sort of thing. But there's challenges in other ways because um, sometimes I do feel like, you know, running away from the world and going you know, into a cave at the top of a mountain somewhere or a monastery or something because there is such peace and tranquility and contentment within those spaces that I can sit down and go into because it's not just channeling individual beings of light. I've found that you can actually tap into fields of awareness. You can tap into true uh, undiluted sensation like joy, like bliss, like contentment, like realization you can tap into them and everyone can do it we're actually i feel truly designed as beings to eventually work out that we can do this and be able to do it i think we've forgotten how to do it we used to be able to we've forgotten and a lot of people are remembering again and that's why yeah oh that was actually going to be one of my questions for you is that do do you think this was a, a lost art from from yesteryear for the for the humankind yeah definitely definitely and I'll, I'll give you one example of why i think that just the technology we're talking on at the moment and i know other people have said this but i truly think the technology we have the fact that we can send sound and image and information around the planet um on wavelengths um is an ex- an expression and a type of remembering of what we used to be able to do as humans because we're we're getting back to that 
we are remembering, we're opening up to it again, more and more people are having anomalous paraphysical psychic experiences, but the technology we have, of course, is just jumping in leaps and bounds, but it's something that's external to us, but it's also a type of remembering of what we used to be able to do naturally. And we all know, we even if, you know, people I know, they say they're psychic as a two before, but they still have instances where they might have a dream where something comes true or they have a gut intuition and something does come around. These are just tiny little snippets or, or flashes of what we truly are all capable of, not just a few gifted, in inverted commas, people, but everyone is capable of this and they're People who are interested in it are opening up in their own individual ways. It's expressing itself quite individually. So yeah, it is a it is a lost capability, even more than a lost art. Yeah, it it definitely seems to, and it's it's really weird because I I know a couple of people who who have done this type of thing, and they weren't the people that I expected to to do this. And it it's genuinely fascinating to me that. It it doesn't really discriminate who who can tap into this thing. It it seems to almost be a um, uh, a willingness to to yeah. accept it, and yeah. and that's what that's what makes me think that if if this was a skill that that we had in a in 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 previous lives or or something like that, that we've just forgotten how to do this over the years. Yeah, yeah, it's been a forgetting. For whatever reason, you know, I, I don't know what was going on socially all those all those generations ago, but I think some cultures have entrained it out of people as well. There's people in power often who say those skills aren't good for my power base, so I prefer that people didn't have them. You know, there's lots of different reasons why they're either forgotten or, or entrained out of people. But now we're getting into a new phase of, of life and culture and, and the world where individuals do have their own sense of self-sovereignty and their own sense of um, self-awareness. And if they have an interest in it, as, as you know and I know, even 20 years ago, you know, the podcast you have, it would have been a real fringe dweller. But now we're spoiled for choice because people are saying, hey, interested in it it's cool stuff i want to listen to it and i want to actually learn more about it as well and i don't care who knows because actually i'm considered kind of cool if i do know a bit about it these days definitely definitely i think the the whole world of the paranormal ufos it's it's really become a trend and i I think Mm. it's it's a really trendy thing to to be in these days which i think gives a lot of people like yourself like a lot of credence to continue doing what you're doing and and be proud and be confident and be i guess forthcoming with all of that because it's it's always a, a good outcome in my opinion when when people can feel free to talk about that type of stuff yeah yeah and that's the experiences that a lot of people are having and this is one of those gateways, I suppose, or keys. A lot of the experiences people are having, they feel that it's separate to them. But in actual fact, the strange thing is that there's an aspect of their consciousness 
that's also involved in opening up that world to them so they can have that aha moment. As humans, we love that eureka moment where we do remember something that's quite deep within us, quite primal and quite, um, you know, instinctual and spiritual. And we get tingles all over when it happens because it's tapping into something that is so old and so intrinsic to who we are that um, a lot of these experiences people are having, they're actually more connected to it than they know. It might expressing might express itself at something that's separate to them. But I tell you, a part of their consciousness has sort of set that up on another level of existence, if you know what I'm getting at. I, I completely do because yeah. I, I, I do believe the the, sum, the subconscious of every person is incredibly powerful and I, I, I think it's one of those things that, like you said, you'll have this aha moment and everything will just click for, for an individual because these these types of experiences, these types of things, they're, they're so individual to have a shared experience with someone else in, in something so similar would be one of the rarest things in the world. And to, to explain that could be impossible. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. And that's why um, what you're doing is so fantastic and magnificent because it gives people a forum to share it and feel good about the sharing and to feel that sensation because while they're telling the story, that aha moment coming up again for them, you know, it's stirring up that excitement and that joy and that, that, um, just that magnificent expression of, I know there's more to who I am and there's a bigger reality around me all the time. Um, and this is part of it. There's still mystery. There's still the mystical. There's still the unexplained. There's still things to be discovered. And especially in a world, where so many people feel that all the type of exploring that can be done has been done, no. There's so much more to be rediscovered, remembered and understood and we're coming into a new age of that and you're a big part of that. You're a huge part of that with what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I agree with you uh, about everything there. It's it's. I think we're, we're coming to a moment in, in history where there's going to be almost like an enlightening for everyone, especially when, when we see the the US government is putting out, you know, documents saying that essentially at, at this time of recording is they were saying that they want basically disclosure done in 180 days. So, oh, really? Yeah. So by the time this comes out, you know, that could only be a handful of days away or, or something like that. And it's it's quite quite incredible that, you know, I think the world is was, is really edging closer to to knowing more about this stuff, which kind of leads me to to a couple of the, the final questions that I do have there for you is a lot of people sitting here will be wondering, what is it like to to talk to what I would say would be alien beings? And are these alien beings, are they the, the same things that may be piloting the the UFOs, the UAPs that we're that we're seeing? So great question, and there are so many varied consciousnesses and awarenesses within the cosmos, and there are beings, I believe, that do hold a physical form and do have the ability to come into you know our atmosphere in those various forms and in their ships. Now, the beings I've spoken to, though, they're 
focal point, if you will, their concentrated awareness and consciousness is as a light being. So the ones I've spoken to say, yes, I am from a particular place within the cosmos, but the only reason I come from there is because my energetic signature is activated or nourished or amplified or I have my best potential to learn more about who I am by being focused in that particular place within the cosmos. So like any wavelength, any frequency, any oscillation of, of sound or, um, or light, you know, it can be concentrated at a particular point and they've explained to me that's why they say they in place. That's the only reason why. It's not a physical reason. It's not like us on Earth, the conditions on Earth to live in a physical body. We need to live on this planet. Otherwise, you know, we don't live on the moon or Mars because we need extra equipment to be able to do that. It's the same for these light beings that come through and down because they say to me on these particular um, planes of, of existence, time and space most certainly does not work the same and there is something that's faster than the speed of light and that's thought. So they can move and blend with me literally instantly and that there is almost a type of quantum entanglement energetically that happens after that point so if I have blended energetically with one of these, and we can still call them ETs because they're not beings from Earth, um, it's easier for me to create a connection after that because there has been an energetic entanglement, almost, you know, it's a type of relationship or transaction. And because we've created that connection, it's easier to recreate it. Um, so... As far as um, physical beings that are in craft, yes, even though I, I haven't channeled that consciousness yet and I would like to delve into that into the future, there apparently I have been, the information that's been given to me is that it's not the only, um, what's the word, it's not the only uh, phenomena that's going on in our atmosphere. There are thought forms. So some of the things that people see are actually potentially a conglomeration or a collection of energy from human beings. They don't even know they're doing it, but it's like a, a resonant thought or idea that forms and expresses itself as a ball of light or an orb in the sky. And it almost has a bit of a life to it and a bit of a consciousness itself and it lasts for a period of time and it fades out and it's gone. Um, and then there are other expressions of consciousness that express themselves as lights in the sky. So they're not a spacecraft at all. They're and once again, this is information that comes through me. It's not necessarily information that I say is the complete and utter truth or that I necessarily even believe it's the case, but it's information for us to at least be a little bit open to and say, hey, okay, potentially that could be the case. And then we do our own research and we look into it. So there's a lot more to what's going on in our atmosphere than just nuts and bolts, BTs and craft, 
but also levels of consciousness that are expressing themselves up in our sky. Yeah, and, you know, that's that's a, a thought that can also lend itself to a lot of paranormal activity, I would believe, because a lot of people would say that if enough people have a consciousness thought about, you know, say say an urban legend, for example, that how often do you hear urban legends are, you know, are genuinely true or, or something like that? And a lot of people will will kind of comment and say that kind of gets wished into existence. Yeah, and I think, thoughtful. yeah, exactly. And I think this is yeah. very much along the lines of of what you're what you're saying there, which. Um, you know, I think holds a holds a lot of credence to it. Yeah, and that goes back to, like you were saying as well, how powerful we are as individuals and how there are aspects of our consciousness that are expressing themselves, but we're just at this point not aware of that. And that's one way, exactly that. You'll, you'll see just a decade ago, 20 years ago, things like, you know, black-eyed children and stuff like that started as a single experience no one had seen them before and then there was just a space of them being seen everywhere and I do not discount that these people were seeing them but was it uh, some sort of created thought form coming from the consciousness of very powerful individuals that were all focused on one particularly bloody scary thing? (laughs) (laughs) And you know, I I, I think it is and I think honestly that's how we've got the, the modern day rake at the moment. Yeah. You know, I think I think that's very much Yeah, I think that's very much a a thought form that's being brought to life. Yeah. And um you know, potentially then from that point this energetic individuation can literally take a life of its own, in a way. Um and so a lot of things you start when you start to think of that way and think, Okay, I'm not sure how they're connected, but let's say things like UFO experience, cryptids, paranormal experience strange creatures, I wonder if they are connected, how? And then you can start to see, okay, maybe they are. They're all different expressions of a very similar underlying subconscious, superconscious experience that we're all having as very powerful individuals ourselves and we're just coming into that power. So there's going to be a few glitches in the matrix when we're tapping in or remembering this stuff as well. Yeah, and I think I think that's going to be a, a really, really exciting future for for anyone doing this type of thing, and and maybe anyone else who's kind of caught up in in that movement. So I think it's I think it's really, really cool. But it's been so fascinating talking to you tonight, Dean. It has absolutely blown my mind. It's opened my mind a lot more. That's for sure because. I, I went into this conversation with a really, really blank canvas about uh, CE5 and, and everything that kind of goes along with it because it's it's just something that is it's so new to me. It's so foreign. And to, to talk to someone like yourself on, on such a, an intimate level about it has been quite interesting for myself. So thank you so much for coming on the show. That's all right, mate. It's been a pleasure and thanks so much for the forum, for me and for everyone else who wants to share this sort of stuff because it is so important in changing people's perception about this stuff and like we were saying, people um, knowing that they have a place where they can be themselves. So thanks, Cade. It's been a pleasure, mate. It's no worries at all. And before we shoot off for tonight there, Dean, uh, you you do tours along the, on the, along the lines of the CE5. So uh, where can people 
I guess best contact you to perhaps one find out more about this from yourself, uh, or two to to potentially book something with you once we're kind of, I guess, through all this COVID craziness. Yeah, sure. So um, I've got a website, becoming lucent one word dot com, and people can get in touch with me either to just chat about this sort of stuff if they're having experiences that they don't understand and potentially I might be able to um, give them some insight. I also offer complimentary sessions, channeling sessions at the moment. So if they want to um, get on my website, becominglucent.com, and they can get on in touch with me through that, then we can go from there. And that's going to do it for tonight. And remember, if you have had an encounter, get in touch with me. My email address is believe at ccradio.com.au or you can message me on Facebook and that's facebook.com forward slash believe UFO radio. Until next time, stay safe and you've been listening to Believe Australian Paranormal and UFO Radio. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.